Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Coming up on this Thursday edition of Tennis Channel Live. Would we get an all-Swiss quarterfinal clash in Basel? Stan the Man and Big Foe battle to face Roger Federer. The race to London is heating up with the final two spots up for grabs. All of these men are still in the fight to punch their finals ticket. Plus, with the semifinals on the horizon in Zhuhai, find out the fate of these three Americans as they push for the elite trophy. And some bad news for this Canadian ace. We explain why FAA has been grounded for a month. Always a fan of the no look, but keep your eyes on TC Live right now. And welcome to Tennis Channel Live. We are down to the quarterfinals in Basel and Vienna. Six contenders for the ATP finals in action today. We will tell you who helped their cause. As we say hello from our studios in Los Angeles, James Blake, Chanda Rubin, I'm Steve Weissman. A lot to get to today, but guess what? We had the world number one and two on the men's side in action all the way in Kazakhstan today. Novak Djokovic taking on Rafael Nadal. And this one would go to a third set super tie break. The world number one and two playing in front of 12,000 there in Kazakhstan. Nadal just got married less than a week ago. Not many people take their honeymoon in Kazakhstan, <laughs> but Rafa, he is a pioneer and he would get the victory as well. Had to go get some wedding money to pay for all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's a smart move. Especially getting the win. Has to feel good for Nadal. Absolutely, 11-9 in the super time break. A lot of smiles as uh, they're, they're spreading the game of tennis all across the world. To Kazakhstan they went and the fans showed up. You can see how popular the, the sport is absolutely everywhere. Yeah, that's the value of having those two go and play that type of event. You just wouldn't get a chance to see them um, in that country. So it was fantastic to, to see all of the, the kids out there enjoying it, to see the excitement surrounding it, and to have it be a really good match. I mean, it was competitive straight to the end and a lot of fun tennis. Yeah, exciting to see the great match, Not, uh, to be expected with the one and two players in the world. But also this this era that we've talked about with the big four, the big three, how great they are in terms of athletes. They're also great human beings. And they're, I mean, we've said it so many times how great of ambassadors they are for the sport. This just proves it. They're making it more of a worldwide sport. We see Kazakhstan in the Davis Cup now, and they're just getting more and more tennis fans, more and more tennis players, and making it truly a global sport. So I want to thank Rafa and, and uh, Novak for doing these kind of exhibitions. Yeah, so the world number Number one and two in Kazakhstan, the world number three in Basel, chilling, waiting to see who his quarterfinal opponent is going to be. Of course, Roger Federer going for title number 10 would play the winner of this match. Stan Vavrenko, would it be 
Roger and stand for the 27th time or the fourth time against Francis Tiafo. Chad, we called this match. It was a battle from the start. It was. First time meeting between these two. It took them a minute to feel each other out, but we started seeing some fantastic rallies like that one where the court coverage was spot on, the shot making, the little variety. And in that first set, it was Vavrinka who got the early break and really took that into the second set. But Tiafo Francis would turn things around. It was a bit tricky at the beginning. He had some opportunities, didn't capitalize on the breaks, but he didn't get discouraged. And that shot there, that was one of the nicest points of the second set. And it really set the tone for Francis to take the second set and have some momentum into the third. He was confident. You could see everything flowing. He started being more aggressive. And that got him neck and neck with Vavrinka. But right here, the final stages, these were two of the longest games some brutal rallies. I mean, we said it while we were watching the match. I mean, they were just bludgeoning each other left and right. And in the end, it was just the slight additional confidence and experience of Vavrinka that got him through that one. And he used the crowd as well there in Switzerland. Great embrace at the end. 14 aces for Vavrinka. Fights through to break and get to the quarterfinals in Basel to set up a showdown with Roger Federer. Unfortunately, Vavrinka has to pull out now, citing a back injury that reportedly happened in the last game. So Stan is out of the event after that victory, and Roger Federer gets a free pass onto the Final Four. Yeah, this is really sad, because Roger had even said uh, he'd like to see Stan in it for the fans, to, to have the fans that have been thinking about this match since the draw came out. You see the quarterfinals, the possibility of the two Swiss uh, players meeting, and, and for the 27th time, see this kind of a battle at home. And, you know, for, for Stan, that's got to be disappointing. He had a couple slips and falls uh, in this match, but we never saw anything. Obviously, he, he looked so solid at the end. He played an unbelievable last two games, so it looked like he was, he was healthy and everyone was excited. Maybe he'd be a little tired, but it'd be a great match tomorrow against Roger, and it's, it's not to be. And he, at this point in his career, he knows his body. He knows what he needs to be healthy and be ready for, the, for next week and uh, for the rest of his career. It's, it's just too bad for the fans. Yeah, I think towards the latter part in that third set, towards the, the later parts of it, you saw a few tired shots. He looked like he was a little fatigued, got to the finals last week. He's played a lot of tennis, back-to-back yeah. -back days with very few days off. So expected him to be maybe a little fatigued if he was going to take the court against Federer. But it's sad to see him not even be able to play, especially after winning such a tough battle. It was a great match at the end. He said the disappointment is huge, but I need to listen to my body at this point. James, real quick before we move on, what would you tell Francis Tiafo after losing such a tough match? Try to try to put that out of your mind. The fact that, that you're so close and that now Stan's pulling out and you don't even have the chance to play Roger. Just put it out of the mind. You're doing a lot of things right. You just came you came up against a great champion that came up with the goods when he needed to at five, six in the third set. Move on to the next week and, and do well in Paris. All right. Uh, another young American in action in Basel, Riley Opelka. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about his rise this year. Riley Opelka only played four tour-level matches last year. Now he's inside the top 35 in the world. And today, taking on David Goffin, who started the day 10th in the race to London. Yeah, and with that rise, I think he, he's proven that he is someone that these top guys at 10 in the race, you don't want to play Riley Opelka, especially on an indoor hard court when he's going to come up with 29 aces. And he, he just plays such big tennis and forces you into tough positions, takes the racket out of your hand at times. 29 aces today. And for, for Goffin, that's not the kind of tennis he wants to play. He, this is probably, the, in my opinion, probably the biggest point of the match here. Two break, uh, two break points against him, comes up with an unbelievable backhand pass. Goffin does everything right there, puts him in a tough position, but comes up with that, saves the break. 
and then he gets one break point in the entire match, and it's right here. It's a match point. Chalfan in one error, and that's the match. Riley Opelka just puts you in very difficult positions because his serve is so big and he can hold with such ease that you've got to be so spot on every one of your service games. And Chalfan just one slight hiccup, and he's out. Fourth quarter final of the year for Opelka, who also won in doubles today with his good friend Taylor Fritz. Meantime, Roberto Bautista Gut, he's looking to make London as well, taking on Richard Gasquet for the fourth time this year. They've met four <laughs> times. Last time in Cincinnati was Gasquet that got the win. Yeah, these guys play some very entertaining points. Both are so quick around the, the baseline, slightly different styles, and Gasquet with that beautiful one-handed backhand. But Bautista Agut is just an absolute grinder, and he's proven such such great consistency all year long. Uh, and here he's just a little too tough for Gasquet. Uh, but these guys have such fun matches to watch, and Bautista Agut really working hard to make it to, to London. This is his best opportunity to make it to that final eight and staying alive. Yeah, he's at a career high 10 in the world right now. So here's the updated draw as Roger Federer, because Stan Wawrinka has pulled out with that back injury into the semifinals. He'll take on the winner of Tsitsipas and Krajinovic. Chandy, are you surprised that Krajinovic got past Fonini? I was surprised at how easily he got past Fonini, but he's been playing really fantastic tennis and so clutch in the most important points. All right, there are your quarterfinals there, and we mentioned six folks in action looking to make that race to London, so we've got some updated standings for that as well as players look to make the year-end finals in London. James, you've talked about it, the fact that getting wins when you're at like 7, 8, 9, 10, it, it's tough, and right now, picking up points today, you had guys like Gael Monfils, Stan Wawrinka as well, and Roberto Bautista Gut. Yeah, it's huge for Roberto Bautista Agut there. No one got fan lost, so he stays ahead of him. And now he's he's still on the hunt to get to Berrettini. Uh, but Berrettini's still alive in Vienna, so those guys are going to be, you know, take, checking out those draws in the other <laughs> cities and, and knowing what's going on. And that's uh, that's fun at this point at this point of year. Chanda said it yesterday. It's fun when they're winning to get in, though. Berrettini and Bautista Agut playing great tennis at this time of the year. Those are the guys who really want to earn their spots into London. Yeah, and there are a number of guys at this time of the year that are still in the running. I think that's what's been fun for us with these two events going on simultaneously. You don't often see that. And I think when they're watching the draws and they're seeing some of the others who are in contention winning, that motivates them as players and vice versa. So it's been fun to kind of see a little shifting and see how it'll work out at the end of the week. Gail Morfis, he was in action today. We'll have his highlights coming up on Tennis Channel Live. Plus, we've got a special guest to talk about the Australian Open. That's right, first major of the year is not that far away. Get your travel plans set. Meantime, the Americans in Zhuhai looking to make the semifinals. Who would help their cause? Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Chase for the championships rolls on to Zhuhai, the elite trophy on the line. Madison Keys must win in this match against Petra Martic, served extremely well and was able to get the victory. Yeah, this was an important game in that first set because Keys kept her momentum alive. 
and it allowed her to serve out the first set and just look very confident, dictating play, playing from areas of strength, using her forehand nicely. In the second set, it got a little trickier, and right here, Martich with a little opening on the Keys serve at 15.30, but Keys, again, just competing well, finding that angle. The movement has been very nice, a good improvement this year. She's won a couple, a couple of titles, so she played some confident tennis in the stretch, and I think that's a good sign for Keys. She can certainly take that into next year. Yeah, first time she's won two tournaments in a single year. Keys gets the victory, 6-3, 6-4 over Martich. Meantime, another American, Allison Risk, Carolina Mukova. Mukova, kind of like Riley Opelka, has made big games this year and maybe a little under the radar. Yeah, she's got a dynamic game, Mukova, but Ali Risk, she got the early lead with the break and won that first set pretty handily. These are two players who like to move forward, who are comfortable at the net. So we saw some fun rallies and entertaining tennis, but in the second set, Mukova was able to turn it around, got more confident, and her shot started falling. And in that third set, it was a bit of a stretch run to the finish. But one of these points, indicative of so many rallies during this match, the back backcourt rally there, and Mukova with the forehand. And then in the end, it came down to just a couple of points, and Mukova was just a little bit better in the stretch. So a nice win for her to get through in three sets. Mukova keeps her hopes alive. Three spots in the semifinals remain. Just one player, Kiki Burtons, has booked her spot for the semis. And by the way, Kiki Burtons was the one who was right on the outside, last player missing the WTA finals next week. Yeah, I mean, she could theoretically still have a shot. Yeah, if somebody pulls out. If somebody <laughs> pulls out, so she could be doing double duty back-to-back -back weeks, but certainly good for her to get through, to book her spot. She's writing her own destiny. There's still some movement that can happen in these other groups. Madison Keys, from what I've read, she doesn't have a shot to get through. It's gonna be between Zheng and Martich, uh, but a nice win for Keys, and then in that Rose group as well, still up for grabs. Sabalenka and Mertens, who are playing doubles together next week at the WTA Finals, they're gonna battle it out for who makes the semifinals in Zhuhai. Our coverage begins 1.30 a.m. Eastern. So Sophia Kennan takes on Carolina Mukova. The winner of that match, Chanda, gets into the semifinals. What's it going to take for Sophia Kennan to win? Oh, she's been so solid. She's such a disciplined player, the backhand. I mean, that's her money shot. Plus, she has variety. She can hit the drop shot. So I would give her the slight edge, just mental toughness-wise and with how solid she is. But Mukova can create some havoc, love her game, how she attacks and moves forward. So that'll be a really exciting match to watch. I'm going with Kennan again. Yeah, you've been picking Kennan all week. Yeah, Why not? Go with the stars and stripes. All right, we move on to Vienna. Back to the fellas. ATP 500 level event there. And another American, Sam Query, in action. Uh, just announced on his Instagram. About to have uh, his first kid with his wife, Abby. Diego Schwartzman. These two have battled four times, two apiece. Another one of those David versus Goliath battles. In the first one, it was Goliath, but in this one, little David gets the win. Yeah, it's, I mean, about a foot difference in height, and the first set was an absolute battle. Comes through for Query 7-6, and then Diego Schwartzman, as he has to do, and as we've known him to do, fights back so well, never gives up, competing hard, gets the second set, one break, and then in the third set, plays an unbelievable tiebreaker, actually gets up uh, pretty big. Sam does his best to come back into it, but just shots like that, putting Diego on top. And then, a little surprised here, Sam Query going for the, the backhand down the line very early in the rally, and not able to come through with it, and Diego Schwartzman gets the win, and see how much it means to him. Schwartzman 
Another quarterfinal this year. Almost 40 wins on the season for the Argentine. Dominic team has never beaten Fernando Verdasco. The top seed in Vienna has also never gotten past the quarterfinals at his home tournament. But today, he's able to turn that around. It's an opportunity for Dominic to do a few things he's never done. He never beaten Sanga, beat him earlier in the week, never beaten Fernando Verdasco. 0-4 against Verdasco. It's a little surprising with how big Dominic team can play. And on all four services, on grass, clay, and hard courts, all three services, excuse me, four times. And now, great effort by Dominic team. After losing that first set, you can think, oh my goodness, more of the same. This guy has had my number so far, but he doesn't give up. Here in Austria, the, the crowd helped him. And what really helped him was, my goodness, his serve. He was 43 of his last 44 service points were all won by Dominic team. That is absolute domination. He's got a big serve, but to dominate like that on his serve, winning almost every game at love, that really frees you up on your return games, and he took advantage. This was the best atmosphere of the day in Vienna. I mean, this crowd was given standing O's point after point for Dominic Team. Finally gets the win against Verdasco, and he is into the semifinals, excuse me, quarterfinals in Vienna. So he will take on Pablo Carina Busta. A lot of big names in the final eight. Yeah, and, and big matchup with Berrettini right there. Rublev has been playing so well, won in Moscow last week, and for Berrettini, every match so important, especially in the later rounds with how many points are involved uh, for him to possibly book his flight to London. Amalfis avenging last week's defeat in Antwerp to Sinner. He gets the win into the quarters. When we come back, we'll have a guest join us to talk about why you should head to Oz. Back on Tennis Channel Live, some beautiful scenes from Down Under. Our coverage of the Australian Open begins Sunday, January 19th, 6 p.m. Eastern. We've got Tennis Channel Live, your defending champions, Novak Djokovic on the men's side, and Naomi Osaka on the women's side. And we welcome in the senior editor from Travel Zoo, Gabe Saglier, our Wizard of Oz, because <laughs> yeah. we're about three months away now from yeah. the year's first major Australian Open. And for folks that want to make that trip, to Melbourne, Australia, it's it's the right time to book it, right? Now would be the time to do it, and great idea. I mean, obviously, millions of us will be watching it right here on the Tennis Channel, uh, but to actually be there in the heart of the action in beautiful Melbourne, Australia, uh, a fantastic idea. You combine culture, food, and that great tennis action. It's a fantastic vacation, but now would be the time when you want to start looking at airfare and vacation packages that will get you down there. All right, so right now, I mean, it could be a little overwhelming for you. you got to book the flights. you got to book the hotels. You, you need to get tickets for the actual tennis tournament and all those activities. So how do you make that happen? So a couple of things. Flights right now, if you're looking at the dates around the open, January 19th through uh, February 2nd, uh, coming in out of Los Angeles from about 800 to about 1,000. That's if you're doing the airfare. Uh, go to a great vacation packager. Springboard Vacations, for example, uh, they'll put together packages that include your hotel stay. Tickets to, uh, you know, tennis tickets to the uh, different matches, either at the beginning, middle, or end uh, of the Open. Uh, tours of Melbourne. Uh, helicopter tours of the 12 Apostles. And these great, uh, you know, natural wonders that exist off the coast of Melbourne there. So going through a great vacation package like Springboard, always a good idea. They bundle things together. The okay. savings get passed on to you. And Gabe, one of the things about going to Australia, like it said, leave in the winter, you yeah. arrive in the summer. They call it the happy slam for a reason. Plus the exchange rate is great. 
yeah, we're looking at about a dollar U.S. gets you about a dollar forty-seven Australia. So you're landing in Australia. All of a sudden, you're, the value of your dollar has gone up about fifty percent right out of the right out of the gate. Now it is summer, so it is peak season out there. Uh, it is the Australian Open, so it's, it's a popular time to go. You'll find less expensive pricing toward the beginning of the Open when you see those preliminary matches happening. By the time you get to the finals, prices have gone up a little bit. So if you're looking at a vacation where you want to get some tennis action but enjoy slightly thinner crowds, that beginning of the Open is a great time to go. But yeah, a lot of us will be shoveling snow uh, during that time of uh, the year. You're going down there to temperatures in the 70s and 80s, overnight lows right around 60. Uh, and uh, you, the post-holiday sales are there, so you can mm -hmm. do some shopping and save some money at the same time. Coffee culture is on fire. If, you're, if you like your flat white stuff yes. right, you go to Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> uh, Gabe, you're making a trip like this, so it's basically a 19-hour flight to get there. You don't want to just do one thing. What are some other cities, some other activities you can plan around this? Well, so the beautiful thing is that we've seen Australia and the concept of traveling down under demystified over the last couple of years. And at Travel Zoo, we will put together packages. They used to be that you had to carve out 10 days, two weeks. Uh, you know, it's your, it's your once-in-a-lifetime bucket list trip that you're doing. No, now we're seeing vacation packages for five or six nights. It is about a 15-hour flight down there. You might lose a day, but you gain it when you come right back. Right. Uh, you, you, get on the, you get on your flight, you have a little dinner, watch a couple of movies, you take a, take a nice long nap, and you're there before you know it. Um, and uh, it is a great springboard to the Great Barrier Reef, which is uh, north of Melbourne. Sydney's about 400 miles away. So you can extend, expand your vacation by using Melbourne as your focal point, getting the tennis action in, and then enjoying some of that great culture, some, some of that great food, and some of that great buzz and energy that exists in beautiful Melbourne, Australia. Fantastic stuff, Gabe Saglier. Appreciate it. You bet. Senior editor at TravelZoo. Go to TravelZoo.com. You can find out all the information yes, about getting to Melbourne, Australia. Join Joining us at Tennis Channel for the year's first major. When we come back, Chanda Rubin, James Blake back with our rocket shot of the day. All right, you've been waiting for it. Here it is, your rocket shot of the day. Diego Schwartzman and Sam Query. Uh, Diego went with a little no-look action. I mean, this, was, this was spectacular. This is showtime, the old Magic Johnson no-look pass. He's looking away and... Going the other way and actually got Sam with it. We'll see this as, as we get a little closer up. He's, he's looking the wrong way from where he's hitting it. Shakirios do that a lot. Yeah. Diego coming through. What do you think of that, Chanda? That's a big man's move right there. I like it. I like it. Came out 5'9", feels like he's 6'8". <laughs> All right, time to enter the social net here on TC Live. And the ATP, James, naming a new chairman, Andrea Gaudenzi. Yeah, an excellent player in his own right, has had a great career since then in business, and he is now the chairman. The ATP has always had a CEO and a chairman as one person. They're now splitting the role. He'll be the chairman. He will be the deciding vote between the player board and the tournament board, three on each, and he's the deciding vote. And he's also the deciding vote on who will possibly replace Chris Kermode as the CEO. So he's got quite a bit of power, and it'll be interesting to see how he does, what direction he takes the ATP. Uh, Italian tennis is big these days. <laughs> I mean, you got Berrettini, you got Yannick Sinner, you got the next-gen finals, and now you have the chairman of the ATP. Yeah, who has <laughs> quite a bit of power. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, uh, another note, Felix Auger-Aliassim unfortunately is going to miss the next two events, which includes that next-gen final in Milan, but does hope to be fit and ready for the Davis Cup finals in November. Bit of an injury that he suffered in practice. I I've always felt like Felix has, has done things in such a mature manner, and this is a, this is a decision that, he, as he says, he discussed with his team, and I think that's important. And for him, I really do hope he's healthy for the Davis Cup, because it seems like that's what he's putting as priority. 
Speaking of nations that are doing well right now, Canada. <laughs> exactly, and there's a lot of, of pride. Uh, and I think also you know, it is a smart decision because you don't want to play through injuries, especially this time of year when you're looking at trying to get healthy or stay healthy to start the new year. So I think it's a very smart decision, and certainly Davis Cup is a big focal point. Yeah, he wants to play with his buddy, Denis Shapovalov there. Milos Raonic from Canada certainly has a nice squad when it comes to Davis Cup. And in the U.S.'s section, so we'll be, we'll be watching that closely. <laughs> All right, we've got quarterfinal Friday coming up tomorrow right here on Tennis Channel. Berrettini, Rublev, all these players are playing really well right now. Chanda, is there one match that you're focused on? I think the Berrettini-Rublev one is going to be a blockbuster. I mean, these guys have both been playing great tennis. They hit the ball big, and they play fast. I love that, that matchup, so it'll be interesting to see who gets through. I'm going right back to another David and Goliath. Riley Opelka <laughs> and Roberto Bautista Agut. See if he's going to come up with another 20-plus aces, save all the break points against him, and see if he can come through another battle. I like that one. Tsitsipas still a little under the radar with Krajinovic getting the win against Fonini. His road potentially a little bit easier as well. But all big names, a lot on the line. The race to London is still going on. And, of course, we've got 1,000 points next week. But quarterfinals Friday, looking forward to it. We have you covered on center court as always. Well, that'll do it for Tennis Channel Live. We got you tonight, 1.30 a.m. Eastern. It is... Zhuhai and Sophia Kennan, a win, and she's into the semifinals there. For James Blake, Chanda Rubin, Mary Carrillo, our entire Tennis Channel team, I'm Steve Wiseman. Thanks so much for watching TC Live.